You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an S&T Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At S&T, it's just what we do. S&T Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I am Dale Lolly. He is Matt Williamson, and uh, this is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. And uh, Matt, uh, Greg, Greg Rosenthal put together, as he does every year, the uh, NFL GM power rankings. And, uh, well, it's a little different this year for the Steelers. Yeah. Uh, every other year, Kevin Colbert's usually in that top three somewhere. Uh, but this year, because, well, Omar Khan is brand spanking new on the job, basically. He's been out of the year now, but... Still, uh, he ends up being in one of the guys who is too new to, to judge at this point. Because remember, this draft will be the first draft for Omar Khan. Right. A right, little right. bit different than some of the other newer guys. Like the rest of the guys who are new on this list, for the most part, are guys who've already gone through a draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people don't remember that. Whereas yeah, this will be the first one for Khan. So what's interesting to me is unlike, you know, we, we did that, we went through a head coaching ranks and the Steelers always had a top 10 guy in both or top five guy in both, you know, and because the bodies of work were so extensive. I also think I can get a lot, I feel a lot more comfortable judging a coach after watching him, you know, coach for one rookie season as a coach than a GM who, whether he had those past draft or not. I mean, even if Omar hypothetically had had the last draft, you know, it, it's, I need to see a bigger body of work to judge GMs than I do head coaches. It's almost like you need to see a couple of drafts, a couple of off seasons. What are the, what are the trends? You know, what, what does this, this, you know, institution value, you know, like Philadelphia obviously loves linemen, you know, I mean, things like that, or how well do they handle the cap? Are they going to take a Saints approach and just spend and spend and spend and spend and spend? You know, like you got to learn some trends as opposed to just a one-year deal to me. I I will say this in regards to the Steelers general manager position. Mm -hmm. um, There's no general manager who's coming in here and just doing whatever he wants. (laughs) Right, right, right. That's not how this works. Yeah, that's not how this works. I mean, Art Rooney II has to – he's the team president – He's the he the buck stops there. So mm-hmm. when you talk about the Steelers and free agency and things of that nature, that's a that's an organizational philosophy. Not one, right. not somebody that not a, a GM is not coming in and changing that. 
So, like, Mr. Rooney had a lot to say with should they trade for Minka Fitzpatrick? Should they trade up for Devin Bush? You know, well, he's got to okay all that stuff. Yeah. Right, right, right. Where I don't know how every organization works, but I do know that owners aren't in the building at a lot of these franchises nearly as much as Mr. Rooney or he's some every of them. day. That's he has an office right, right. in the building that he is in every single day. <laughs> he goes to like people go to work, you know? Yeah. And it is the family business. I'm sure the Rooney family has other financial interests, but they don't own Walmart and have the Steelers on the side. Right. No, this is not something that they do <laughs> no. just for fun. Uh, right, this, right, is, right. this is the, this is the family business. This is what they do. So here's what uh, Rosenthal has to say about Omar Khan and the job he's done thus far. Uh, okay. He says, former general manager Kevin Colbert, who always ranked high in this piece, went out with a bang by drafting Kenny Pickett and George Pickens last April. There's not much to evaluate with Khan besides this year's free agent crop. Cornerback Patrick Peterson and linebacker Cole Hol- Holcomb are the type of mid-market veterans the Steelers have signed in recent off-seasons, and they make a lot more sense. Uh, avoiding free agency entirely is not a winning strategy anymore, and the Steelers recognize that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think yeah. that's a that's I mean that's a perfect way to put it. I think it's they're really not, well they're not making the splash signings, but again, they're signing those those mid-level those mid-tier guys that are going to make up your roster and make you a better team in November. Yeah. And that paragraph you read that I, again, I thought was really well written and insightful by Rosenthal sure has Rooney and Colbert fingerprints all over it too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Um, keeping the same trends alive, you know, they're not drastic changes. So it won't surprise me in a couple of years. If suddenly Omar Khan is in the top eight general managers in the league. Right, right, right. So this is an organizational thing. And you would think he has more job security than the average new GM. You know, I mean, just history shows they don't make a lot of drastic changes. You know, he'll at least have the opportunity to put the body of work together to be evaluated. Yeah. And the other thing is, too, like this isn't taking anything away from Kevin, but he had a nice right-hand man cap guy in Omar, you know, that – and it's hard to say, boy, they're mu- they're much more cap savvy now than they were then because Omar did it then and now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And you know they they just happen to have more cap leeway right now. Um, they don't have a whole and, and to your point, Matt, like for example, after they made the Minka trade, I can yeah. remember we 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 every year we have a, a post season wrap up with uh, with Art Rooney the second, and and I remember I asked him like. Was that a difficult decision for you to make to trade away a first round draft pick for a player? Because you guys, this organization hadn't done that since the sixties. Right. And Dan Rooney, Dan Rooney was vehemently against that. uh, But not in this kind of situation. Art said, look, I, I did a lot of pacing on this and, and, and a lot of thinking about it. And yeah, we don't want to trade first, first round draft picks for veteran players, but this was a different circumstance. Mm-hmm. This is a this was a guy on, in the second year of his rookie deal, right? You're not right, trading right. for a 28 year old. You're trading for a 22 year old. Yeah, and that's not the norm. And it was a specific situation and perfect fit. And we talked about it to no end. And the world went crazy. I mean, Ben gets hurt, and you're going to give up the first pick in the draft for Minka. And I remember you and I going, "Look at Washington. Look at <laughs> Chicago. Look at Houston. I mean, they're yeah. still way worse teams. This is not going to be a top five pick." 
So looking at uh, Rosenthal's overall rankings, he has Howie Roseman number one. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. And really, if you look at what the Steelers have done this offseason, and actually the last two offseasons, it's kind of eagle-ish mm-hmm. in terms of what they've done, you know, acquiring, again, veteran guys behind your starters, guys on both lines. Um, acquiring yeah. future picks, you know, the Claypool trade. Yeah. Like, yeah, Billy always seems to have an extra early pick. Number two is Brett Veach with Kansas City. <laughs> These are hard to comment on. I mean, yeah. they win a ton of games. The Tyreek trade shows that they can do it more than one way. But I bet you and I would do okay with Andy Reid and Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm mean? guessing. You're right. Um, I, mean, I don't, I don't love every move that they've made. Uh, right. You know, trading for Orlando Brown and then allowing him to leave. Mm-hmm. That's interesting to say the least. Right. Last um, offseason, I think, went well for them, though. I mean, the, the Tyreek get younger, a lot of defensive picks, invest in O line. Yeah. They did kind of change. But again, when what, you can, you, it's, it's having Mahomes is almost a cheat code for that. Exactly. I mean, I bet I could coach LeBron in his prime pretty well, too, you know? Yeah. Number three, Duke Tobin with the Bengals. Hmm. I, I don't know about that one. I like the defense they've assembled. They've pretty much drafted offense and assembled defense. I think they've made some wise free agent moves. You know, I mean, guys like uh, the DN they signed from the Saints or, yeah. you know, they, you know, but they've tried all the money they spent last year in their offensive line. Didn't wasn't fix it. Successful. Yeah. And again, I mean, drafted. You, you and I are, are drafting, you know, Burrow. Burrow. That's, that's not, you know, I don't give anybody credit. You know, that's a little differently than different than trading up from Mahomes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Mahomes was the slam dunk first overall pick, and you just happened to be the worst team in the league the year before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they've done some shrewd things considering they're not massive spenders, but. Kind of like we talked about with their head coach, they went up these ranks not coincidentally after drafting Burrow. Right, right. Uh, number four is Brandon Bean slash Sean McDermott. And really, if you look at things, that might be how the Steelers' general manager position should be looked at. Yeah, it's a good way of putting it. You know, like Belichick will be listed by himself, but some of these teams including the Steelers, the head coach should be slash the head coach, you know, the head coach and the, and the GM work in conjunction with each other. Mm-hmm. Like the GM, Omar Khan can't fire Mike Tomlin. Right. He's not his boss. And in 20 buildings, he could. Right. And I think that's the way it is in, in Buffalo with being in McDermott. I think so that's too. where I think so many people got it wrong last year with the, with the Steelers GM search. Well, you know, you're going to, Tomlin's, you're going to, you're going to stick this, uh, this new GM with uh, these draft picks and he's going to have to live with them. You're, he's not going to get to make his picks. That's not how it works in Pittsburgh. No, right, right. The head coach has a lot of say in who gets picked, as does Art Rooney, has to sign off on everything. Right, right. When they right. talk about yeah. things being a Steeler decision. It really is a Steeler's decision. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as you mentioned, I mean, the buck stops with Mr. Rooney. 
And I'm sure there's been times, that doesn't mean that they're adversaries, but I'm sure Tomlin and Colbert both thought, I want this guy, you want that guy. And we both presented equal cases and somebody had to say, we're not just going to flip a coin here. We're going to decide, you know, right. and I assume that's Mr. Rooney, you know. Uh, number five, John Lynch slash Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I like that they've keep bringing in D Lyman, even though they don't need them. And I'm fine with that. I think they've built quite a team. Yeah. Well, they got a seventh round gem in Brock Purdy, according to this. I mean, come on. Well, uh, key, but... I saw a story the other day. Every, everybody's looking for the next Brock Purdy. Really? Because there's never been another seventh round quarterback who's come through and won a handful of games. And Right, right. And then yeah. see what happens from there. Right. Yeah, so everybody's looking for the next Duck Hodges. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number six, Les Sneed, Sean McVay. Again, they're listing the GM and the and the head yeah. coach together. Some of those head coaches that were at the top of that list are at the top of this list. And, and I don't know that I agree with that one. I don't know what they've done is super hard, but the one thing I think that I, I do give them credit for that no one seems to ever think about is everyone's like, they don't care about draft picks. Well, they traded all their firsts, but they consistently year after year made more than seven picks. They had a yeah. lot of thirds and fourths and comp picks, or I'm going to trade our first for your guy, but throw in a fourth, you know, like they did, they didn't ignore the draft. They ignored the top 50 picks. in the draft. Well, they don't have any picks this year. So oh, right. <laughs> uh, it's seven. I don't know if I could put this guy up there already. Brad Holmes with the lions. Been aggressive. The Stafford trade really worked out to set him up with other stuff. He's never made the playoffs. Right, right, right. They haven't won a lot of games. I do like the O-line he's built with a lot of high picks. Yeah, I mean, if you give me a, a top 10 pick every year, I'll, I'll yeah. be all right. Yeah, cart before the horse there a little bit. Uh, number eight, Brian Gutenkist. That's a tough one, too. You talk about a unique organization. Right. I mean... I mean, from what I understand, I mean, Mark Murphy's the guy that's in charge of everything there. He is, and that, and that's the the that's a strange. It's different than basically every other organization in the league, right? Because there is no owner. There's no owner, and I think that from what I understand, that's a big reason Rogers is not yet a Jet either, right? So, uh, number know. nine is John Schneider, and not the guy who who played uh, Starsky and Hutch. I guess it's, he's the <laughs> Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I mean, shouldn't he be right there with Kevin? If I think Kevin he should. Be, he, he, body works insane. He got rid of Russell Will. He got a massive haul for right. Russell Wilson. Yeah. I mean, I know it was a long time ago, but he'll look at like the Russell Wilson draft with him and Bobby right. Wagner, and I mean, they built the Legion of Boom. It's not first round pick after first round pick. I mean, that defense is loaded with mid round stars. The guts to draft Wilson, the guts to trade Wilson, you know, uh, he'd be pretty high on the list. I mean, body of work, his is as good as just about anybody we've talked about. Over some of those other guys we just mentioned, for sure. Right, right, right. right. Number 10, Jerry Jones. I don't disagree. So, I think it was Pro Football Focus talked about most successful first-round picks in the pro football focus era. And Dallas was number one. And when I looked at it, I'm like, 
pretty good. They're a very good drafting team. You think that they're yeah. just like just they don't spend they don't spend like people think they exactly. Do. Yeah, just because it's a very flamboyant team and ownership, people think they just throw money at every problem like they're the Yankees or something. No, they draft really well. All right, number eleven, Bill Belichick. Where, where would you put him though? I knew this was going to come up because. I mean, he's been the GM for, what, 20-some years, basically? The post-Brady situation is not good. It'd be like 30th for me if we just judged the last two or three years. Yeah. I mean, remember uh, the- and even, you know, even if you look at some of those other years where, I mean, that's why Brady got tired of being there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I got to cover up for, I got to be the deodorant for everything here. Mm-hmm. And then you want to treat me like everybody else. Right. Chew me out in front of everybody else. And yeah. Um, I am pulling up their recent drafts too, because I mean, their free agent spending has been really bad. Oh, it's been awful. And he always has a history of takes a Rutgers safety in the second round that you and I think is a six rounder and Mel and Todd say, Hmm. And then they go, well, it's Belichick. He'll make it work. You know, right. If Bill Belichick takes Terrell Edmonds, with the 28th pick in the draft, nobody bats an eye at it. Right, 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 right. But he's made some weird... He must know something. He did Cole Strange last year. Mm-hmm. Nobody That's a, had Cole Strange. Good player, him. but, you know. Um, ooh, here, Here's the one I was thinking of, too. Supposedly, they were interested in Lamar, and that's when Brady was still there. But they took Isaiah Wynn and Sony Michelle in the first round over Lamar. Yeah. And... The, the receiver drafting is dreadful. Dreadful. Uh, number 12, Tom Telesco with the Chargers. He builds – team's always better on paper than it is in the real world. Yeah. Are they cursed? Is it bad ownership? Are they poorly coached? He's like, he, He's been their personnel guy for the last 10 years. Yeah. He's hired three coaches – and the Chargers' record over that time is 79 and 83. Yeah. I mean, I know this isn't all his fault, but that organization, for like the better part of my lifetime, has had Fouts, Rivers, and now uh, Herbert. Like, it's almost like a Packer run of incredible quarterbacks back to back. Don't forget Drew Brees in there, too. Brees was in there for a stretch, and they have like no playoff wins. And the, you know, the guy that takes him to the Super Bowl, Stan Humphreys. <laughs> yeah, and they fired Schottenheimer who won 13 games. <laughs> yeah, Schottenheimer goes 15 and 1 and they fire him. <laughs> yeah. So this Stupid was a stuff. Sando project. Sando went back at all the great quarterbacks and figured out who had the most help around them. And what he did was he just went back and looked at defensive and special teams combined EPA during their career. And Brady had great had the most you know, and that's not that means Brady stinks, you know, but they right. had a lot of good defenses, a great, great special teams during his run. Rivers was dead last by like a mile, like didn't help him at all. Yeah. How about this next one? 13, Eric DaCosta. Mm. Kind of living off the old guy's reputation a little to me. He really kind of is in, in the, the selection of, you know, of Lamar Jackson. Um, in in 2019 and or 2018, and now that's kind of 
blowing up in his face because he didn't, you know, they didn't do, they haven't done anything to surround Jackson with right. the talent to, to push him to the next level. The next step. Great. That's a great draft pick. And then they changed the offense, which to me is more Harbaugh than the front office. And then didn't adjust and give him, you're talking about not having a lot around him. And I am not giving him credit for signing Odell Beckham to a 15 plus million dollar a year contract. I mean, I think that's a dumb, that might be one of the, that's like one of the absolute worst signings I've ever seen. So I'm just reciting from somebody else, but I always listen to Mike Lombardi's podcast. I've referenced him on here many times. I think he's really, really good former GM. And his reaction to that was if let's hypothetically, say Houston or Chicago or 25 other teams make that signing the whole world's killing them for and calling them stupid but the Ravens have this cachet and I don't know this but he, he flat out said they're better at manipulating the media than any team in the league and they care more about it than the other 31 teams frankly that they control the narrative better that's how he said it. he can they control the narrative better than any team in the league media wise and the whole world, NFL Network, is, boy, Odell's going to change that team, blah, 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 blah. You know, where if Houston would have signed, he'd be like, how dumb was that? They just gave him $15 million. Yeah, it's not, to, it's not necessarily that you signed him. Right, right, right. It's, it's what you signed him to. Who are you bidding against? You're right. He's been out there forever. All last year he was out there. Number 14, Mickey Loomis with the Saints. He's interesting to me. Because his job's different than everybody else's, too. I mean, that would be Loomis Payton back in the day. Now it's right. Loomis. But when your owner says, Marty Gras never ends, and we got to <laughs> win every year. <laughs> and I don't care if you max your credit cards out for my lifetime. Yeah, go get it done. A little bit different deck than everybody. I don't care if you only have two draft picks. Like, <laughs> Right, right, right. I don't care what it costs. You're keeping this guy. We got to win at least eight games, keep the party going. I don't care about the hangover. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they're typically competitive every year. They are. But you're maxing it out to do it. And at some point, that's all going to, I mean, it's it's starting to kind of trickle in now where the, you know. Right, right. The situation is not great. Coming right. And you didn't win a Super Bowl. You got one. In the breeze era. Well, you got one 15 years ago. I don't even know if Loomis was the GM then, but yeah. yeah. Uh, 15, Chris Greer. Yeah. I guess that's middle of the road. Yeah. He's with the, the Dolphins, folks. Mm -hmm. uh, 16. They're really aggressive, but they're kind of a new organization. They're hard right. to judge. Right. 16 is Joe Douglas with the Jets. Jamal Adams trade sure looks good. He's built a pretty good roster. Zach Wilson doesn't look like a very good draft pick. Well, though. when you go 13 and 37 in your first three seasons. Right. You get a lot, again, a lot of high draft picks. And you're part of the reason you've only won 13 games. Right. You're better at your job. Maybe you'd be 37 and 13. But I like a lot of the moves he's made. Uh, 17, Jason Licht with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think he's done a really good job the more I think about it. I mean, you and I talked about this a lot. This seems like ancient history, but he built a really good team that Brady chose to go to because of what was there in place. Right. You know, 
I'm not going to throw third three picks like Jameis did the year before. They were going to want a ton more games in normal normal quarterbacking situations. And he's held it together pretty well. And I don't think they're going to bottom out to the Rams level because they still have Evans and Godwin and Vita Vea and Werfs. I mean, they still have some good players. This right. is going to be a down couple years, but they still have some building block guys. 18's a guy who used to get all kinds of credit. And then he started signing uh, just bad quarterback after bad quarterback. That's Chris Ballard with Indianapolis. Mm. Yeah. Another strange owner, but, you know, that's – how many times do you get to pick that many quarterbacks and that many head coaches and still have a job? Yeah, it doesn't happen often. Mm-mm. 19 is Andrew Barry with the Browns. The Watson thing looms huge. Yeah. And I, I, I just don't think they have a very good roster built. I don't love it either. Yeah. I mean, it's about where I put them. I mean, they're paying like five guys, like over half of their salary cap. It's ridiculous. And next year it gets real crazy with Watson. Uh, Number 20 is Trent Belke with the Jaguars. Maybe. I mean, he had a reputation from his Niner days. Drafted a lot of injured dudes. Really covets like length and traits. You know, he's another one. Like It won't surprise me next year if he's in the top 10. Mm -hmm. And. It's because he got the number one overall draft pick, and that guy hit. It feels a little like the Bengals. Yeah. (laughs) A little bit. Yeah. Uh, 21 is Terry Fontenot with the uh, Falcons. It's a tough one. I mean, he inherited – or the Matt Ryan, Julio era crippled them in terms of salary cap space, and now they're starting to climb out of it. I almost feel like I need another year of him. Yeah, that's. I I agree. Uh, 22. Ron Rivera, Martin Mayhew with the Commanders. Terrible ownership, and nobody wants to play there. I mean, it's kind of a pirate situation. So, really, it really kind of is. <laughs> yeah. But now they have a new owner, and they're, you know, I mean, I don't know. He's kept them respectable. Is that him, or is that Rivera keeping them respectable? That That's why I thought Rivera got. I thought Rivera got crushed in the in the head coaching rankings. Yeah. Unfairly. I mean, he's at least a league average coach. Right. I mean, he's one of the guys that know how to win in the league. Yeah. I'll take him over a bunch of those first year guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tough one, too. I don't know. 23, Scott Fitterer with the Panthers. It's another one. I don't think we know enough about him. I mean, he's been there basically a year. I mean, I think the McCaffrey trade looks good, you know, in terms of preparing them to team build. This is obviously going to be like the most crucial offseason in Panthers history. But they also did, you know, I mean, it, it, Baker Mayfield didn't work out. Sam Darnold didn't really work out. I mean, they've right. made some moves that haven't exactly They've even like shined. Greer and corralled it. Yeah. Like every year there's a new quarterback phase, none of which have worked out. Kind of like the Colts. Number 24, Nick Casario with the Texans. Sounds like he potentially is on the hot seat after the draft. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I he should be low. Yeah. 25 is George Payton with the Broncos. He made the trade for Russell Wilson. Right. I mean, that's the huge black market. And then and then handpicked Nathaniel Hackett to be the head coach, uh, thinking he was going to get Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. That didn't exactly work out. Yeah. And I'm not sure that 
it wasn't exactly his pocketbook that landed Sean Payton. I mean, yeah, rich owners sure helped. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. Uh, then, of course, the, uh, the, the that's the last of the guys who've been around for at least a year. The the newer guys, uh, Queasy Adolfo Mensa with the Vikings, mm-hmm. uh, Rand Cartham with the Titans, uh, Monty Awesomefort with the Cardinals, Ryan Poles with the Chicago Bears, Joe Schoen with the Giants, and Dave Ziegler with the Raiders, in addition to Omar Khan. Okay. Well, a lot of those guys have uphill climbs. You don't take over the Eagles, you know, very often, or even the Steelers for that matter. I mean, honestly, if you look at this, uh, of those new guys, Khan is really kind of in the best situation. I mean, I know the Giants, the Giants and Vikings both won a bunch of games last year and good for them. They made the playoffs. Mm. But I I think I would feel better. One more year. I'd I'd be feel much better about the Steelers situation than I would those other ones. hundred percent. I mean, in terms of cap space, all the youth on offense, what you're able to build last year to now take the next step and build on some of the leaders that are on the team and in the organization. Like, yeah, I mean, just look at the decisions that Schoen had to make this year. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to, I got to give a new contract to Daniel Jones and gives him 40 million right. a year. And then I got to, I got a franchise tag Saquon Barkley and, now I got Dexter Lawrence coming up for a big deal. It's like, ay, ay, ay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like a year from now when Rosenthal does these ranks and the Giants are 26th on the list and they and he says something along the lines of $45 million invested in Barkley and Jones looks awful right now after a year. You know, I mean, yeah. like I'm Darren Waller up. played eight games for the Giants. In- right. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. And Lawrence is now a free agent and they, you know, he doesn't want to come they back. They can't afford him, yeah. Right, right, yeah. It could go bad quick. Yeah. Hey, yeah, uh, you can subscribe to SNR's newest podcast, The Godfather of Pittsburgh Sports is talking nothing but Steelers. It is Saverin on Steelers. Uh, subscribe today. It's available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcast. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. Matt, it's time to mock draft, baby. I like Let's it. Do a little Let's mock do draft right after this when we return on the drive on Steelers Nation Radio. You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an s Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At s it's just what we do. s Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.